Hey there and welcome to Sessions, a podcast by another. What do you do when you get creatively blocked? When the last line, the perfect reference image, or the original idea just won't come? These are the questions our senior designer, Melina Sweet, and former creative director of content, Nolan Goff, discuss in this episode. Starting with tricks to overcoming those creative blocks, then moving on to discussions of autonomy versus collaboration, the creative magic of naps and showers, and making progress through the process of definition. We hope you enjoy. What's up, Melina? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Well, for um, for the people who may not know, who are you? What do you do at another? I'm very excited to have this convo with you, by the way. Yeah. So I'm Melina Sweet. I am a senior designer here at Another. Um, I work in tandem with um, the other creatives and strategists and lead a group of designers. And we work on a lot of really rad projects that um, vary from branding to packaging to campaigns, website design. Um, yeah, just a lot of awesome stuff. We, we pride in being multidisciplinary. Uh, which I love. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm Nolan. I um, formerly was a creative director of content here at Another. I've recently uh, made the switch to to freelance. I'm I'm focusing on um, directing now and commercials and and features and that sort of thing. But spent seven years at Another, so I'm you know very in tune with the processes and the culture here, and have been you know had the chance to work with you which is awesome and, sure. and the rest of the team for a long time so yeah it's cool to like jump back in here and and have this combo yeah love it love it you you're always a part of the team thanks Melina <laughs> <laughs> cool so um I think we can start it out with a little icebreaker question so this is one uh, that actually I see quite often in like the I Love Creatives um, creative profiles. Um, but it's a question that revolves around like if you had all the money in the world, basically, if you could hire someone right now and have them do whatever you need them to do to make your day to day easier, what would it be? Yeah, for me, I and I know we were talking about this a bit before, and we kind of are aligned on this. But yeah. <laughs> I, but I, um, really like. There's an infinite world of like possibility out there with with the internet and the things that we have access to, and so like a lot of times when I'm developing a creative project and specifically a treatment, like starting from that place of like infinite possibility is just it just overwhel- It's absolutely overwhelming, for and so sure. I think like. Yeah, I, I think hiring like an image researcher is something that I'm like, it's it's kind of a shortcut, but it's like always the first thing, like even since I've moved on from another, when when I'm developing a treatment, um, you know, for, for different commercial projects, that's the first thing I ask the production company is like, can I hire an image researcher? Because it is a shortcut. It like, it kind of just helps me like focus and, and curate all the thinking into one place. I think, um, like, I, I, I know what I like, but the challenge, you know, often on tight timelines is like getting to the point of actual, actually creating something like getting there as quickly as possible um, is always the goal. And if I have that, that huge assist of someone who spends their life, you know, curating and collaging, yeah. uh, it just, it just gets me started so much faster. For sure. And it's, it's such a time suck, like trying to find those right 
references. Like, even though I, I truly love the hunt, I love going on Pinterest, Arena, Savy, whatever it is. Um, but I feel like I would equally love someone coming with that curated pool already. And I think it's also like very interesting um, to have someone come in possibly with like a slightly different point of view, but just in general, like that was definitely a role that I didn't know until recently actually existed. And I was like, damn, gotta, gotta <laughs> find some image researchers. Gotta get one of those in the arsenal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah, I think this is a good tee up for, for what we're talking about today. And, and what we're talking about really is just overcoming creative blocks. I think we all face them very frequently inside of the various creative industries. Um, and, and like, we wanted to think about, you know, uh, specifically about like how to keep moving when our brain is just like kind of got us stuck in a rut or like mm -hmm. staying in one place. Why do you feel like it's important for brands and agencies and creatives to think about this? Yeah, because I, I think it's super important because our job is basically creative problem solving. And um, in order to do that problem solving, a big thing is to be able to figure out how to get past these creative blocks, though they're like innate in our process. If a team doesn't know how to get themselves unstuck, that's like such a major issue when it comes to productivity. Um, since stuff can kind of get backlogged or um, deadlines can get pushed because people need to figure things out. Um, but I feel like it's such an important thing for creatives, we, either inside of an agency or just working solo or working in-house um, to be able to avoid these. Yeah. And well, and on top of that, it's like inside the agency kind of environment, you know, everything's moving really fast and like, I mean, I can't think of a single time where I got like really a desirable timeline on something. That's just yeah. a reality, especially like working in digital and, and that sort of thing. It's just always just, um, you know, faster and better is always the goal. So to me, I think like these moments happen often and where you're, where you can be stuck and you don't have the time to do like a complete exploratory process. So you, I, I look at them as like kind of crowbars, like crowbars are like, you know, they might not be the most like efficient or specific tool, but they get it, they get the job done. Um, and I think that you have to kind of have those crowbars like in your arsenal to, to just keep moving forward and, and try to like, you know, break through these things and not let them slow you down a lot because you might, the thing might be due tomorrow. You know, it's that kind of a thing always. Oh, for sure. And I feel like a big crowbar just like at the beginning of a project is making sure that everything's like really clear for everyone. Um, since I feel like, um, again, like not being able to have enough time to, to actually do the work is when like the brief is fuzzy or like the deadline isn't really set in stone. And I feel like those can really hold up stuff. So having that stuff set at the forefront is important as well. Yeah, 100%. Well, what is, let's, let's like get into it a little bit. Um, I want to hear a bit more like, you know, kind of specifically about how you approach uh, these creative blocks and, and becoming unblocked as some people say, like, what are, what are the things that you do, the kind of tools that you have or, or the practices you have that help you get out of those funks? Yeah. Um, I feel like 
the first thing that I always do and is probably like the more generalized uh, step is like really detaching myself from the work. Like um, I feel like when you're, you're really heads down, you can like really get uh, into the weeds and, and get to overthinking stuff. Um, so really detaching and like doing a quick meditation or like watching a funny TikTok or changing up your environment by going outside, I feel like is always my first go-to. Um, but when it actually comes to like the creative output, I feel like the biggest thing for me is like doing creative sprints. Um, I feel like having discipline in your process uh, in order to really push past the creative blocks is super important. So like being really iterative in the short amount of time that you might have, uh, whether that's not focusing on something too hard and making it super perfect in the first phase of designing something, since that can be such a large time suck in itself, um, but really trying to take all the different routes to the final output and really pushing yourself to find that new solution. Um, since some people can really stop at like the first two great ideas they have, but by doing that, like you're really limiting yourself and your creative problem solving. So if that means like less trying to get to a single solution and more of finding a way to like continuously evolve your thinking, um, creative sprints are such a great way to do that. Um, but for maybe like design specifically, um, when you're in the weeds of like creating stuff, I feel like I can sometimes get too subjective and like too personal with the project, um, rather than having, uh, a, a more like design thinking approach where you're really thinking about, uh, the initial strategy that you did, who the audience is, how they're going to engage with whatever this is that you're working on, um, rather than tying stuff back to your personal opinion or aesthetic. I feel like that could even lend into like content as well, since mm -hmm. um, I feel like being a creative, you're just innately very opinionated and like aesthetically driven, but really going back to like the root reason why you're doing this. For sure. Yeah, I um, I think inside of, well, just to echo what you just said, I love a creative sprint. I literally have an app inside of my screenwriting software that it, you can set a timer and it just ticks down. Oh, and, then at awesome. the end, and then at the end, it gives you like the feedback of how many words you wrote that day, that kind of thing. And it's cool <laughs> to also like, I don't know, I get, I get obsessed with like the stats of it too, a little bit. I think <laughs> maybe it's because I just like, like sports and that sort of thing. But I like, I'll like, I can then use that, that tool to calculate how many words I can get done in a day and how, yeah. many, and how many days I will need to spend to get to the end of this project. Uh, so it's just like, it's also fun to think about it in that way. So I'm definitely on board with the sprint. For sure. Um, Having that, that discipline is definitely yeah. important. I, yeah. I think that's the competitive side in, yes, in all of for us. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm always like, I'm most often, you know, now after like leaving the agency is like, I'm working in isolation a lot. So I, I find myself like constantly kind of having to trick myself into like moving forward. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of negotiating with the creative self to like keep going on things. And so I, 
one of the things I do is like, sometimes like if I'm really stuck, I try to choose the piece of the project that is really exciting to me because there might be a certain element of it that I'm having kind of a barrier with. But um, if I can go and, if I can go and choose the element that I have clarity on, that can often open up the parts that I'm stuck on. Hmm. So like on a, on a script, it might be, it might mean like I'm going to literally like write a scene that I fully like have clarity on. And it might mean I'm like skipping a difficult section of a script and entirely and, and um, just, just getting ahead of it and not working in a linear way. And that often like what will end up, I, that also gives me, I, ha, I do have the confidence that like if I write that scene and I know the scenes that, that, that come before this difficult section, I will, I know that eventually I will fill in those blanks I've created. Um, and so I think that that's something that's always been helpful. If it's a treatment or something that's more like, you know, visually oriented, like maybe, maybe I'm stuck on the words of the treatment. Maybe I don't fully know how to talk about it yet. So maybe I'll go and work on the visuals for, for a bit, or maybe, you know, it's vice versa. I'm working on the visuals and I'm stuck there. And instead I want to go tinker around with the words. So I think sometimes that like kind of, doing some writing and then some visuals and more writing and visuals. I think that back and forth, um, it actually like helps me get to a place with like a finished treatment that feels like it's like really in conversation with itself. So it's kind of, you know, working non-linearly to, to keep yourself excited by, by what you're working on. Yeah. Um, I, f I feel like I, I do that in like a different way for design. Like sometimes working backwards kind of helps figure out and fill those holes that like maybe you kept stumbling upon like um something that i've been like told before is like if you really love a design and you're like super inspired by it like basically recreate it and figure out mm. what they did um and like kind of the tricks that they they put into their work um, and kind of use that as a way to like pick something apart and use that process um, in whatever you're creating. So like definitely not being linear is, is super helpful sometimes. It's kind of like deconstructing it to construct it back yeah, again. Yeah. Sure. Well, and that's like, that's something else I do where I think to me, like oftentimes if I'm stuck, like I'm going back to the beginning. So it's kind of like a deconstructing. It's like backing up. Like, because sometimes you get, you know, you get lost down a certain path and maybe I don't feel like I have anywhere to go or I don't know what's next. And a lot of times it's because I don't really understand the, the problem I'm solving or I don't understand the story or I don't understand mm -hmm. the characters and going back to the beginning and trying to kind of have a 30,000 foot view and be like, why am I doing this? Like, what's my North star? I think sometimes that kind of can kind of, can kind of reorient me. And sometimes it's a matter of like, I got so excited by, you know, some element of it that I've moved, I moved ahead of the, the definition process. And so I didn't actually ever get to the point where like I fully understood what I was doing. And so I think I'm, uh, I'm oftentimes like, if I'm stuck, I go back to the beginning and I realize like, I just never really understood the thing I was working on in the first place. And mm. so, um, and that can kind of get me into trouble, I think. And, and so it's just something I'm, um, you know, if, if it's writing, it literally might be a character that I just don't know. You know, I might, th yeah. I, th I thought I, I thought I understood them. 
I thought I'd understand what they would do in this situation, but like, I actually don't know because I haven't put any definition around it. And, you know, going back and actually defining those things can kind of get me back on solid footing and, and help me to kind of break through those moments that I feel, you know, blocked in or whatnot. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like, um, that's actually funny that like you're thinking about it as a character, but I even think about it as like the, the audience, like maybe we might be designing something for, um, and like getting unstuck of like, what would they do? Like we had a project for, uh, like a skincare tool, but the age range was pretty wide, like pretty young to an older demographic. And so like, I literally texted my mom and was like, what is like, what would stand out for you? Like, uh, picking up something off the shelf for Mm. like a beauty tool or something. I feel like really getting into the brains and sometimes, um, from afar, you might not understand them completely, especially if you're not that age or that type of person. What Uh, was her answer? Her answer was like, definitely color is like a big thing for her. Like Mm. if it stands out since like a lot of tools can just be like a white box um, with an image of whatever it is, uh, like very Apple aesthetic. Um, But for her, maybe something a bit more colorful um, can really stand out. Um, And then having like really, really clear benefits. um, So she's not guessing like, Mm. what will this do? Or what will the outcome be if I use it? Um, So it was just like super helpful within the Mm. moment. Um, I feel like something (laughs) that we talked about even before we hopped on this call was like, like striking a balance between like autonomy and collaboration. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes you can get like super siloed being autonomous or like even for you, you're, you're doing your own thing now, but I feel like always coming back to that sense of collaboration or like how, like right now you're, you're in the office and you like need the environment of like other creatives being around you. I feel like it's, super helpful to like maybe like initially crank out ideas and then chatting it chatting with someone that you like trust their opinion um can like really help you get out of a block and maybe see things in a different perspective or like come in come back with like some thought starters yeah it opens it up for you and and obviously like i think it's it creative can often be extremely collaborative but also like when you're sitting there and you're in in design and you're literally you know creating something like that's an extremely isolating piece of it so i can imagine that actually like breaking it open and and having a more of a conversation about it um is something that you know with other people and and opening it back up and making it collaborative again can can give you some new insight and and kind of break it open for you so another thing that i that I do to me is like, is try, try to commit to a specific idea or element of the project. And I think that in some ways that's dogmatic, but also to me, like it really like can create definition and restriction. So it's like, it's another way of like shrinking down what's possible and getting down to this place of like, I'm, I'm committed to this, this, uh, this color, or I'm committed to this, uh, type of camera movement and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the world has shrunk down right and so now i'm i'm not overwhelmed with this infinite possibility but instead i have these this sandbox that i have to play inside of and i think that that like process of 
actually restricting myself and like taking away some of the, some of the other tools or the other creative possibilities is actually helpful to me because I don't get distracted in that creative process. I'm very committed to that, to, to a specific direction. And then the last thing that I think is, and I'm, I'm totally serious about this is um, <laughs> I, I honestly, when I'm like on a treatment deadline and like, let's say I have like 48 hours to do it. And I know that I'm going to spend every minute up until the d- due date to finish it. I will actually take like showers sporadically and they're short showers there. I'm not wasting a ton of water or anything, but uh, <laughs> like, I really find that it's something in the same way that like you go outside and like, you might go for a walk or do a quick meditation, like me getting in the shower, just like it refreshes me. It washes everything off. Like I just get to reset for a second. And then, um, you know, even the meditative state of the shower can actually also lead to cool revelation. So it's kind of, it's kind of twofold. It's one, one, one way is it kind of numbs everything. And then in the other way, it kind of, it can kind of open up something that surprises you. So that's kind of like the, the practical, like silly thing that I do to, to stay stimulated while I'm trying to work (laughs) towards a deadline. For sure. I feel like that's me with my naps. I'm the queen of napping, (laughs) but I feel like like literally the seconds before I drift off into sleep, like I always think of something or like if I'm like working on a deck and I'm like trying to describe this, this design concept, like for some reason, right before I like drift off into my nap, like that's where I like complete this like amazing sentence. And I like always have to like quickly write it down in my phone app um, before I, I lose it. But definitely those like little um those little moments where you might not think those ideas will come are super helpful i'd I'd really like to know about a time when you use like something that's maybe like not design related to break open a design project you're open Mm. working on because i think the tendency is like i'm doing it you know you're doing a an ad for a sports brand so you go and look at sports commercials right but it's like, then, then you're just kind of um, iterating on something that's already been done. I'm curious about like a specific, you know, time when you got to, to reach outside of what the direct kind of reference was and, and be inspired by something that was very like external to it. For sure. I feel like that's like, there's two routes I feel like I take with it. Like uh, specifically when it comes to design, like when I'm pulling references or like trying to get inspired I always look at stuff outside of the industry or like the immediate competitors of what I'm working on I feel like seeing how um, other people approach a problem is super interesting like I think about one time we were working on packaging for a supplement brand Um, but I got like really inspired by some dog food packaging, um, and just really digging past the, the first place where you might look for inspiration can, can help. Um, but I also feel like just really detaching yourself completely from that project, um, and finding, uh, inspiration to like break open an idea through like I've been really into watching 
um, like woodworking videos because my oh, my really? partner is a furniture designer. Uh, but he showed me this this Japanese woodworker and just like watching him make these like intricate tables or like chairs is like super inspiring to me because just seeing like the amount of time and like thoughtful effort put into it um, just like really helps me think about things a little bit differently when I like get back into a project. Um, I, I think like, what, what would that guy do? Um, but it's a silly thing, but something I, I like to do that's not immediately graphic well, yeah, design it, related. It breaks up the rhythm, you know, it just yeah. like, it lets you get outside of the, you know, the thing that you're consistently focused on, you know, it's good and it's still creative, but it's, it's something that, um, I don't know, probably feeds your soul a bit more than, you know, the stuff that feels like a little more like you're having to go mile a minute to, to get it done. For sure. Um, I feel like a question that I wanted to ask you since you're our film guy and I would always have conversations with you about like what you're watching, but like, is there a specific thing you watch like a movie or show to like get yourself out of a rut or like get inspired by? I think, um, well, I mean, this is like, I have a tricky thing with um, if I'm writing something, sometimes I have a really hard time watching films because mm. um, I, I think like I like a lot of people, but definitely me. Like I just feel a bit, I, I, I have struggles with comparison a lot. Mm, yeah. Um, and so if I'm watching something that I think is like, you know, by like one of my favorite filmmakers or something that I like hold it in a really high regard, it can actually like really uh, send me kind of spiraling um, because I, I naturally just start to compare what I'm working on to, to that thing that I, you know, I hold in this high regard. So I have to be careful sometimes. Um, but I, you know, there's, there's definitely things that inspire me. I think I, I watch a lot of Mad Men uh, and that's something kind of a recurring show that's always on in the background. It's kind of my version of The Office. But the, what I like about Mad Men, and it connects to the other thing that I find really inspiring, is that I think it's like it's a lot more like a book to me than it is a show. Mm. I think that there's like something really dense about it, and um, it, it also is quite different than anything that I'm like directly interested in making. And so I think that that helps me have like healthy distance from it. Um, and I think the flip side is like the thing that actually inspires me a lot is just whatever book I'm reading. Um, I think like every single book I read, you know, if, if I'm reading it and I'm, I'm working on something like things that that book has inspired for me will end up in that project, whether they are tonally aligned or not. I just find, I can always find, and it's kind of, I think it comes from the brain of like being someone who, you know, having worked in an agency, you're on Pinterest and stuff and you're constantly searching for things that like, have value for a wide swath of projects that you're working on. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the way a character in a book will put something or the way the writer will put something and say something, I I'm pretty intuitive about finding the ways that those things are relevant for like a wide range of projects. And I know exactly where they slot in and stuff. And it's not like pulling a line of dialogue per se, but it's more about, um, you know, maybe the feeling that exists in that, in that section of the book or, or, um, 
the way that they they phrase nonverbals, I think that I can use to you know give to an actor that will inspire them in in their own nonverbal moments where they don't have as much of uh, you know they don't have dialogue to work off of and that kind of a thing. So it's I, I find books just really inspiring and and something that um, I don't know that they seem like more of like a consistent source of inspiration than like any specific like things I'm watching necessarily. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I I feel like um, it's definitely funny how like similar and like how you asked me um, what's something that's like not design related to break open um, a rut. Um, I think it's it's awesome that you're you're finding that in in books, um, even though I feel like for for me um a show that like I always go back to as well which is funny that it's like takes place in the mid-century era as the marvelous Miss Maisel um mm, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like both of those shows um just the way that they're like shot and just all of the intricacies of like nailing the set design um for that era um is super inspiring for me and like design worker i think it's also funny that mad men is an agency atmosphere <laughs> true <laughs> true it's certainly more glamorized and romanticized back then than it is uh what it is today but i i think we still have fun too sure. um i have i have a final question for you are there like what's like a what's like a place that you feel like um on the web that consistently inspires you when you're in a rut that might not be something like totally expected. Um, and then like, really like, I think what I'm like trying to get at is like, what's like a tool that you use to inspire your work um, that other people could also be inspired by? Yeah, I feel like I've been preaching a lot about arena lately. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I really love how different it is from like the Pinterest of the world. Like I sometimes just like dedicating like 30 minutes of my day to just look at like the explore feed and it's like literally anything and everything. I love how Arena is um, like little text blocks of like people writing down random thoughts or like a quote that they love or um an idea for something or you can like randomly find a like scan of a catalog or random images i just love how i'm able to like not get so siloed in like a specific thing but just like really see what other people are inspired by at the moment and see this like revolving list of of current things people have added to their arena boards but um, I've just really been loving it as a, as a way to get, um, some more conceptual pulls. Yeah, that's cool. I love, I love it too. I find it, I, it's not as intuitive for me as like Pinterest <laughs> and stuff, because I think it's like a very, like, it feels like an insider tool, but mm -hmm. I know that like you use it so effectively. And I know that like so many of my friends use it so effectively. It's like something that I want to like start being a, a bit more curatorial about and start to try to really understand it because it seems super useful. And also just like all the content on there just feels really out of left field in a good way and, and very surprising. So 
Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that's what I, I love for it. You, you won't get caught up with like the, the Pinterest uh, pins of like a mom's like embroidery inspiration or like something random that might come up when you're searching for something like I, I definitely love the the left field aspect of Verena. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, well, yeah. So t- just to kind of recap this convo, I I just really in- enjoyed chatting with you. It's been great. Yeah. Um, but I think you know the 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 themes that stand out to me, and like please please add in here uh, as I go. But you know, collaboration is really key. Like it's an isolating process to make something. That there is an important moment that you can have in, inside of any of your creative projects where you can open it back up and make it collaborative again. And mm-hmm. I think it's up to, you know, the person who's like creating to, to find the right moment to, to do that, to get inspired by it. It's probably when you're stuck. Um, if we're being honest, it's probably a good time to, to get a new perspective. Um, I think like, it, to me, it feels really important that, that we as creatives are finding the things that excite us. So, you know, finding that piece that is um, exciting and, and maybe focus on that for a little while to see it inspires the other things that maybe you don't have as much clarity on. Um, and in, in that, it's also about, um, you know, knowing why you're, knowing why you're uh, doing this project and, and, and what the purpose is. I think that that even knowing that and having that really clearly defined can actually prevent, you know, at times could prevent you from even getting to that spot of being stuck or being in a rut. If you've, if you've actually spent that upfront time to, to really figure it out. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like um, one thing that we both brought up was like doing sprints. So Mm -hmm. whether that's like being super iterative um, or like you said, you like use an, an app, within your your writing platform to like see how much you're able to to write within an allotted amount of time um i think that's a super helpful way to like continuously evolve your thinking um and your your output for design specifically just like uh really going back to the initial strategy um and who the audience is 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 a great way to kind of go back to the brief and make sure you're, you're hitting everything. And maybe that's what the, the block is in your situation. For sure. It's that process of definition about, you know, having the North star and, and knowing where you're headed. Um, you might encounter things on the way to that North star that surprise you and make it even better. But um, you know, just working towards it and having something to look towards, you know, whether it's that brief or the definition that you've created around the project. Um, that's going to allow you to to get there and get somewhere good and not get stuck, um, you know, in these specific barriers that come along. So, but yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for the chat, Melina. I, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, um, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I hope that this inspired um, the, the creative output that you will do this afternoon as we get back into work. <laughs> uh, and that maybe this is the break you needed to, to um, you know, switch up the environment a bit and uh you know detach yourself a bit as you dive back into it no yeah it's it'll be super helpful but gotta gotta get back into the work all right (laughs) talk to you soon sweet thanks nolan see you later